0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former Informer Imran Khan. Good morning, Greg. How are you, Imran?
1: I'm doing okay. I just
0: woke up. I know. Thank you for jumping on the grenade. I obviously, if you're if you're watching this later, listening to a podcast, uh, I was telling the Twitch chat a second ago, a little bit of a snafu here. I don't know if you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, there's no E3 this year, but it's our busiest E3 uh, ever. That's kind of funny. So there's a million things going on, which means the schedule is constantly changing. And when Gary dropped out, not because of E3, but because he's big time now, with working <laughs> with Danny Trejo on a regular basis or whatever for this animal talking, uh, I switched over to... I originally tried to get Tim, but Tim was booked today. And then I was like, wait, hold on. I'll put you, I'll put blessing on today and then I'll put Tim on Friday and that'll make sense. And then no one ever explicitly said, Hey, blessing (laughs) the paper you are reading is wrong. You're on the show Wednesday. So Imran Khan, of course, right in here as he always is. Now here's the whole thing, Imran. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the heart of it. You know, Not only am I your friend, I'm a big fan. So I follow the content. I'm on your Twitter. I'm seeing what you're doing. I love the roller coaster of emotions that you playing Spider-Man PS4 (laughs) DLC has been. I saw last night. I listened yesterday on Games Daily. And then last night, you were even tweeting more about it. Where are we at in the saga?
1: So I'm close to the end of, I, th- I think I'm close to the end of the third DLC. Mm-hmm. I'm now just cleaning out crimes, so like, because I don't want the crimes to be the last, my lasting memory of that game that I actually sure. really love. You want it to be
0: the screwball challenges, of course.
1: <laughs> I've, I've thankfully finished all of those, yeah. and those are all terrible. So terrible. I had I had to at one point last night, clearing out bases, do the thing I did not expect I'd have to do, and turn the game down a different. Yeah. Because like it just became too much. There was one underground base that was literally at one point those Dig Boys come up and there's five rocket launcher guys at once.
0: Yep. I remember I remember having I think I did the exact same thing where I was like, are you kidding me? Like this isn't fun. I'm not enjoying this right now. I just want to get this done.
1: Yeah. It's like I love Spider-Man. I genuinely think that's one of the best video games of the generation. This DLC genuinely it feels like it was made by people who are not made by people. It was made with an intention in mind to up the ante on a lot of things like difficulty. Yeah, I don't think that was the right direction for this thing.
0: I enjoyed listening to you and watching your tweets about it, right? Because I feel like you... You know, I played it in real time as they came out. And I remember jumping into DLC 1 and being like, oh, wow, like... I thought they were gonna like kind of phone this in and have it be like you know uh, static cutscenes and yada yada. And this is, they did it. This is an interesting story. And mm-hmm. then DLC two starts with the static like corkboard. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure as shit you're gone. And I I don't so you don't has you don't know how it ends still right? Because that was yeah. the thing. I know you're talking yesterday about like you know spoilers for the Spider Man DLC. But Yuri does this, but they're gonna do that. They have to do this right. And I was I was the whole time like can't wait to see how everyone thinks about how it all wraps up.
1: Yeah, I just did the Yuri side quest yesterday. I'm like. Okay, so they're not walking that back. That's pretty cool. And then I, I I don't know about cool. It kind of ruins that character a little bit for me, but it's, it's a weird,
0: weird it's a weird twist in character development thing from a game that you feel so into everybody's character that you put into the DLC. And I understand mm-hmm. then there's the argument of like, well, we want the DLC to matter be impactful and be, you know, crucial to the story, and you're like, okay, sure, but then what about when you turn on Spider-Man 2 and you're like, where's my best friend Yuri? And you're like, oh, Yuri killed the man, fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I was thinking about that last time. I was like, when you do turn on Spider-Man 2, which I assume is going to take, like, I assume it will have a Miles Morales that is already trained to be Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, he'll be starting off, right?
1: I I wonder how they're going to just go like, oh yeah, Yuri is like, I guess, a villain now. And Spider-Man has to stop her. And I was like, okay, if that can't be done with just a previously on Spider-Man kind of thing.
0: And I wonder if instead what that really means is that they just won't do anything with her. If it'll that be like, well, oh, that's too. that's too much to explain into the story or is it just going to be like a collectible? We'll find that'll be a message or some kind of thing they had or interaction like that. Have you heard my pitch for Spider-Man? Have I ever pitched my Spider-Man two for you?
1: I have not heard it. No.
0: So I think the, the way I, cause you always have to deal with how do you depower a hero or whatever? I think, early on in the game, right? It's the venom storyline. So I don't know if it opens with you and spoilers for Spider-Man, by the way, guys, but it's 28. It's two years ago. And it was like one of our <laughs> games of the year kind of thing. Right. Uh, I think it opens with you already doing battle with uh, Harry and his weird symbiote goblin stuff, kind of like Kingpin. You get an awesome Epic movie style fight. You mm-hmm. beat him, which puts the symbiote into retreat or maybe on to Spider-Man, but he doesn't know that obviously necessarily it's bad. So we start playing through and upgrading that suit. But As we're doing that, we're getting more and more angry and aggressive or whatever. And so then at like midway point, maybe even two-thirds of the way through the game, we flip it to you you have to start playing as Miles and earning all that stuff to then have the final fight with Peter to get the symbiote off of him to then get everybody back.
1: That would make a lot of sense, and it would be very cool. I did run into a glitch last night that was like, it wasn't so bad, it actually made things really hilarious and interesting that, you know how they have two line reads for every read, like the exasperated line and the standing line, so there's always a sound for Yuri Lowenthal saying something if he's, like, web singing around or fighting. I got some kind of glitch that played both line reads one after another, so it was (laughs) interesting to hear, like, the two takes for everything. Like, hearing him say something and then also saying it, like, a slightly different emphasis, but it all makes sense, and, like, that's one of those tribes in the game, is those small details that they hit so well
0: yeah i also heard you guys talk about it yesterday too if we're ever allowed back in the office i bought the spider-man script book and it's at my desk so you're (laughs) welcome to page through it and see it i would
1: definitely like to take a look
0: enough about that ladies and gentlemen instead let's talk about if we know what the next call of duty officially is uh cd project red toppling ubisoft and henry cavill's in a video game because (laughs) this it's kind of funny games daily each and every week down a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can give us your questions comments concerns everything under the video game sun. plus you can get the show ad free and with the exclusive post show we do each and every day for just a few buckaroos plus there's exclusive shows access and more However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch live as we record the show, talk to fellow best friends, and most importantly, keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of the kind of funny core game jam. If you don't remember, core is a game you can go get right now at core games.com. oh uh, well, actually, just go to kind of funny.com slash game jam. That's Kind of funny.com slash game jam. Uh, core is where you go and you build multiplayer games, you publish them, and then you can play them right away. Uh, it's free to play on PC right now. You can go get it. We were gonna do a big old reveal stream with them, then the pandemic hit. And so a couple weeks ago, we finally did it where we went in there and played a bunch of games. Honestly, I had a great time with it. Obviously, this is sponsored stuff, but we had a great time with it. Me and Andy played a whole bunch of it. We're working on another stream for, I think it's this week. I think it's Thursday. We're doing another one. We want to horse around and core some more. Uh, However, core is being super awesome. And on top of that, if you go to their uh, core games on Twitter and retweet the tweet about our let's play, they will donate a dollar for every retweet. But more importantly, they're doing a game jam. Uh, $100 gets donated to our extra life team for every game submitted to enter. You have to go and publish a new game on core. Uh, The categories are party game, kind of funniest game, retro game and pop culture inspired game. There's more than five thousand dollars in prizes amazon gift cards all sorts of cool stuff gaming gear so if you go to kind of slash game jam you can read all about it download the game for free uh do that play with us on thursday but most importantly enter your own game and like i said guys you can just copy other people's games like literally copy it and then do something into it kind of funny and submit it and get extra life 100 bucks for us come on support the team and the big beautiful yeah. kids um i was a little offended uh imran like you're doing me wrong you and blessing you do great work around here Mm-hmm. But yesterday, you guys missed that it was the 10th anniversary of Mod Nation Racers. And so <laughs> I didn't have time to write into your wrong, but I wanted to give a shout out to Mod Nation Racers. <laughs> a game taken before its time, Imran.
1: I, why do I feel is that the same game as Little, Little, Little Big Planet Karting? It was. It yeah, Planet? yeah, okay. yeah.
0: It was United Front Games. And they did Mod Nation Racers and they did Mod Nation or PS3. They did Mod Nation Racers Vita. And then, yeah, they also did Little Big Planet Karting. Which did okay. Not work
1: it it didn't work but i was like i feel like those games are just inherently very similar i don't remember if it was like a a like we're just rebranding mario kart kind of situation 100% 100% yeah okay they
0: had, they had a thing where you're like leveling up your weapons as you went through and stuff mountain racers it was more being able to create iron man suits and ecto ones and stuff that was awesome and go play mm-hmm. but it was a fun yeah. game bad yeah. low times i admit everybody maybe maybe you know i shouldn't have it a flat nine at ign who fucking cares i did it's too late <laughs> uh thank you to our patreon producers mohammed mohammed aka momo blackjack and the predator al tribesman today we're brought to you by brooklyn and express vpn but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Time for some news. Five items on the report.
1: A baker's dozen.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Uh, This year's Call of Duty is apparently Black Ops Cold War. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. This autumn's Call of Duty game is called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, according to a leak backed up by Eurogamer's own sources. Call of of Duty leaker Okami posted a mock-up box cover with the correct title on Twitter last night. It's fair to say that this isn't the artwork you'll see later this year, uh, but the title is right on the money. Uh, It was just the Black Ops thing with (laughs) then They wrote on top of it, Cold War, Black Ops, Cold War. I I would want to see
1: like five actual like – thing like the just five roman numerals right there sure that the you really want to drive it home you want to yeah do uh as the
0: as the name suggests treyarch's black ops series is returning to its roots with a historical setting treyarch's series began in the 60s uh before it leaping into the future for its sequels it's a similar situation to infinity Ward's modern warfare which after several sequels got a soft reboot last year as Eurogamer reported yesterday, Call of Duty Battle Royale Warzone has begun a set of teases to do with its locked bunkers, which will slowly hint at a Cold War setting over time. There's more to come. I'm sorry. There's more to come there. No, that's what he says. There's more to come there before Activision makes Cold War official. Though, of course, players have already glitched through walls and seen some of what's in store, including a Cold, era spy plane, Cold War era spy plane. Uh this will be the fifth major Black Ops game from Treyarch just 2 years after the last. One of my favorite things this is Tom Phillips uh, about Call of Duty 4 uh stylized as Call of, Duty, Call of Duty 4 with the Roman numerals uh was Christian Donland visited the British Museum to talk about why it was 4 with the Roman numerals just being straight lines and not IV. Activision deco- declined to comment when contacted. Do you believe it Imran Khan?
1: Oh, certainly. Like one, we know that we're gonna Call of Duty. Even if we didn't know that we're gonna Call of Duty, they're gonna make a Call of Duty every fucking year. It's not, it's not a new thing. And two, this sounds like the kind of dumb thing just in line with all the Black Ops names so far. So I would easily because Cold War is very specifically a thing about indirect conflict, which
0: is not true of any. (laughs) Well, now it's espionage. That's why the spy plane's there, right? We're gonna go in there and spy on the Russians. I, I would be interested in a Call of Duty that
1: has like no actual big military set pieces like i understand why nobody else would want that but i I would be interested just to see it for the variety sake of like okay yeah this is a more like bioshock style single person going that'd be so bizarre can you imagine it yeah it would be very interesting they're not going to do that i think it's going to be like cold war for like three stages and then like three military big war pieces and then three more regular stages but i'd be it's it'll be good for call of duty black ops to have a campaign again because it was weird when they didn't
0: where what's your take on uh call of duty in general are you somebody who jumps in and plays them i mean like do you do the single player bounce do you do multiplayer i don't think you do i think i would know I, that
1: i did the campaigns for a while then i stopped i think when they got to like the advanced warfare era yeah. at that point it was like the future tech and the, all that stuff just wasn't doing it for me then i played modern warfare last year and i was like all right this is fine I'm i'm digging the idea even yeah. though there are parts of this i think are like Well thought out, but overall, I I try to at least touch the campaigns. The multiplayer, I never get super into. I enjoy them when I play them. I liked playing the not Warzone, what they actually called the battle royale for Black Ops Four, whatever that name was. I played that for about like Blackout. Yes, that I played that for five or six hours, like a decent amount of time. And I was like, but there are other battle royales. There's other games. Of course, I just kind of quickly moved on, but. For the most part, I I like—they're all very well-made games. It's just there's one every year, and I can only dedicate so much time and bandwidth to them.
0: That's my thing—is like I respect Call of Duty's. You know, when Taylor went over and started working on them from Naughty Dog, I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to be all about these things." And every time, every Call of Duty—I guess, well, not you know, Black Ops Four, notwithstanding, or Warzone, right? Where there's a campaign. It's that thing where I'm like, oh man, this sounds awesome. This looks awesome. They're trying to do something that's not just a shooter. Like, I'm not a big shooter fan. So this will be the one that I actually get through. And I jump in and it's just, it never works. I was excited yeah. for Kevin Spacey. I was like, that'll be cool. And it didn't work. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm excited <laughs> for the last one that's gonna be more grounded and more like live leak or whatever. Just doesn't stick. Like, I'm just not a shooter guy. There's something about trying to tell me a story in that that just disconnects me from it. And I don't and I think it's the fact that I just have, I've never been the kid growing up that had the army military fantasy. You know what I mean? Like I never wanted, that's never what I wanted to play. I was always wanting to play superheroes or Ninja Turtles, not go be an army man, right? And get get, have the chain of command and orders and how you're serving and who you're serving kind of thing.
1: Right. And I I mean like, to an extent, that's kind of the business of Call of Duty is you can never make it not... What that series is known for. If you of change course, it dramatically, course. yeah, it's not going to sell as well anymore. Oh, and so, I'm not asking
0: for that. I'm just saying, like, I've yeah. tried. I, I've given it the old college try as many times as I can, and I just can't.
1: Yeah, but it's it's more that I just don't believe them when they say. Like, we were at the Judges' Week thing last year, where they were talking about we're really rebooting Call of Duty. The whole yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, you're fucking not. Like, this is
0: this is still just Call of Duty. But I understand- Nice to shoot people. Got it.
1: Yeah, I understand what they're getting at, but there's never going to be a call of duty that convinces people who don't like call of duty to start playing that game. It just not. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cause that's to your point. Like I, how do you do that? How do you go through and completely reboot something to that level? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like even like, I would say if you wanted to try to make a comparison to God of war, like even then, like the core combat of God of war is still this action based. I'm killing things and I'm Kratos. Right. Whereas like if I'm not connecting with call of duty because of the first person mechanics. And I think that's something personally that extends to doom eternal even right. Where it's like, Oh yeah, like I, I finally got Doom. I talked about it in the Games Cast, you know, with in the last calendar or last year, three hundred sixty-five, right? And when Doom Eternal came out, I was like, cool. I'm not in the mood for that, and I just never touched it. I've just never mm-hmm. touched Doom, and like that's just my own blind spot, I guess, for it.
1: Yeah, and there was that period where Activision was. I think they recognized that problem and were trying to actively fix it by having multiple Call of Duty studios working on spin-offs. and that kind of failed and fell apart.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. Because like, who was it? It was a. Uh, former Visceral team, Sledgehammer, was it yeah. working, like they were making a character action Call of Duty, or whatever it was, like a third-person game, and then it ended up they, they fell into the Call of Duty hole of making the actual just main series because they wanted to give each one more time, but yeah. it was, they, I think, know that there's only so long that rope can go, so I wonder at what point they do end up actually changing it.
0: the Changing the DNA of Call of Duty? Yeah. Interesting. Do you, I mean,
1: I mean, they how have a lot crazy would like, you get you
0: think they're gonna get there are you talking about a third person game are you talking about shaking up that much
1: i could see them doing that like really? i don't think it's necessarily soon i don't think it, i think if they do it they'll probably position it as more of like a war zone style thing of hey this is just out yeah we're not like this is not this year's call of duty this isn't the this
0: core game. thing this is just something that's here as an addition for you to try
1: yeah but then they've burned a lot of series to the ground they've burned guitar hero to the ground they burned uh what was that more recent thing uh tony hawk they've burned that to the ground and like they they had to have to go back to the well on some of those so yeah but i mean this
0: is call of duty right i feel like as long as i've been in the industry i I, there's a conversation of like well when's the bubble gonna burst when are they gonna start going down when is call of duty not gonna be the biggest thing going and Mm -hmm. it just and granted don't get me wrong there's fluctuations and not every call of duty outperforms the last call of duty by a wide variety or even period but i still can't imagine activision activision like the most like the most corporate of corporate right Uh, video game publishers being like you know what we're just not seeing the returns we want we need to blow it up i would feel like that would be years from now like i mean like seven years i think you'd have to fuck up call of duty that much and there'd be that little interest in it
1: i think it's less about return on investment and more like the canary in the coal mine right now is the developers struggle this year from what we understand it's treyarch having to take right. over this game because the other studio, which is not Infinity Ward and I think it might still be Sledgehammer, but that that studio is working on a game and they just couldn't get it going. So if that's the case that they're having trouble like making new design concepts or at least like feeling good about making a Call of Duty this year, right. then maybe there's a problem and that they need to actually like go down to brass tacks and figure that series out from the beginning.
0: To toss that in there real quick, uh, we can go back to May 18th, almost one year to the day. Uh, Jason Schreier uh, at Kotaku at the time said, Sources, Call of Duty 2020 is in upheaval as Treyarch takes over, plans Black Ops 5. Mm-hmm. Next year, Call of Duty has gone through a major upheaval as publisher Activision informed developers this week that studios Raven and Sledgehammer, which had until now led the project, will no longer be in charge. Instead, according to three people familiar with goings-on at the companies, Treyarch will lead development on a new Black Ops for twenty twenty. It's a significant shift for Activision's uh, massive first-person shooter uh, franchise, uh, which is one of the most lucrative video game series on the planet. Every fall for the past 15 years, Activision has put out a new Call of Duty game supported by a stable of different developers who rotated duties as required. Since 2012, Activision has followed a three-year cycle for its three lead studios, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer. And then, yeah, talking about this for 2020, Activision had originally switched things up, assigning the Wisconsin-based support studio Raven to take a leadership role alongside Sledgehammer to create a Call of Duty game set during the Cold War, likely involving Vietnam. As of very recently, that's changed. Now, Treyarch, based in Santa Monica, California, is in charge of leading Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 5 for 2020 according to those briefed on the overhaul treyarch Treyarch will take creative leadership on this new black ops while raven and sledgehammer will serve as support studios for the game transforming the work they've done on their own single player story mode into a campaign for black ops 5 which will also be set during the cold war Uh, this may be a welcome return for fans who criticize lack of campaign in black ops 4 it will likely be cross gen to coincide with the launch of the next playstation and xbox which are expected in fall of 2020 even with Jason Shire gone, we can't get away from him. You know
1: I mean? <laughs> he his specter haunts us. I hope for the <laughs> Call of Duty Five, like they just make the V part of the W. It just becomes really confusing because it's like, wait, is Call of Duty VV? Call of Duty Ten?
0: Like, what's? Man, I can't. It, it's interesting, yeah. Like you're saying, canary in the coal mine. Is this? Mm-hmm. But couldn't this just be this? Yeah, you know, it's. And I don't mean to put it on Raven's shoulders. Raven, a, a very talented studio. Of course, they made X Men Wolverine or X Men Origins Wolverine, yes. <laughs> a, a game with a crappy ass story, but a great, the best Wolverine game we ever had.
1: You get the lunge uh, at helicopters. It's fantastic, totally
0: right. And you get to get cut down to the adamantium, right? <laughs> Boss ass game. Uh, I wonder if it is though that, like, you know, we talk about like Canary in the Coal Mine issue. Is it that, or is it just that they took a shot here, wanted to give these you know young bucks a chance at their own Call of Duty game, and they just weren't happy with the results.
1: I mean, that's usually how it starts, though, especially yeah. with Activision, is that a studio will get burned out or just somewhat incapable of doing a game for whatever reason, and then Activision tries to, like, shuffle decks on the Titan or shuffle seats on the deck of the Titanic, and something just doesn't work out, and things have to start being figured out. Call of Duty makes so much money that they'll throw enough money out to put a bandaid over whatever needs to happen, like, in this instance, Treyarch is having to move a game up a year to actually, like, you know, have a Call of Duty for this year. But Mm -hmm. I think over time, they're going to start realizing, okay, maybe something needs to get fixed. I don't know that it's going to be like a a third person Call of Duty or something weird like that.
0: Yeah, if we're going to go that crazy, that nuts.
1: Yeah, but I do think they'll probably like start experimenting a bit more. Five years ago, something like Warzone just dropping one day in a year where there's supposed to be an, an additional Call of Duty would have been insane and impossible to consider. Fair. And nowadays, it's like, oh, cool. They just also have a Battle Royale.
0: Okay. Well... Stay tuned, everybody. I'm sure uh, the E3 time frame still upon <laughs> us. We can't get away from it. I'm sure you're going to get at some point very soon during uh, – what is it? God, I can never remember Keeley's thing. Summer Game Fest, right?
1: It's, uh, summer of Fun?
0: No, that's, that's Spot, isn't it? Summer of Play. It, guess what, everybody? E3 is still fucking happening <laughs> during <laughs> one of these things at IGN Spot, or Keeley's thing. You'll definitely hear more about Call of Duty. Uh, Number two on the Roper Report, uh, CD Projekt Red has toppled Ubisoft. This is Bartosz at GameplayMechanics.com. The CD Projekt group, which includes The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt developer CD Projekt Red, and digital distribution, distribution platform GOG skyrocketed again on Monday, officially surpassing Ubisoft to become the most valuable video game company in Europe. You read that right. The award-winning company that gave us the Witcher trilogy is currently larger than the French tech giant in terms of market capitalization. At the time of writing, Ubisoft is worth... And what uh, what currency does Poland use? I have no idea. PLN. I'm going to say Polish bucks is worth <laughs> 35.6 35, 35. billion Polish bucks. While CDP uh, market value is estimated at uh, 36.5 billion Polish bucks. Although it's a huge achievement, it's important to remember that CDP posted uh, 521 million in revenues and uh, 175, 175 million in net profit in 2019. Whereas Ubisoft generated uh, Jesus 416.2 million in revenue in the third quarter, of the fiscal year of 2019 alone. Considering that the French publisher is planning to release five big budget productions this fiscal year, namely Watchdogs, Legion, Gods and Monsters, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and a yet-to-be-revealed title, reportedly a new Far Cry game, it's safe to say that the strength of Ubisoft's biggest brands and new IP will translate into an impressive performance throughout the year. As a reminder, CDP is also the most valuable Polish company, with the country's second biggest company, PKO Bank Polski, uh, still struggling to recover from the epi- economic damage caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, over here in the chat, uh, uh, Bores and Double Zero said, or, "I'm sorry, you're wrong." kind of funny.com slash wrong. Poland uses zloty zloty There you mm. go. There you go. Zalat. Mm. That you could Z or the Y thing. lot
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that. That it sounds like a made up currency. I like. I'm sure Pol- Borzyn is right. I'm saying yeah. when Poland was like, how do we make this sound the most official price currency possible? And they went with yeah.
0: Zloty sounds. Z- sounds like something I would spend real. I would spend money on to get as in game currency. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, I you. I'm, I'm earning the zloty too. But if I just spend my own money, I can make more zloty, and then I can buy this cool outfit for uh, Cassandra. <laughs> You're having
1: a special login bonus from Zloty today.
0: Oh man, I get a hundred bonus zloty if I recommend <laughs> a friend. Yeah, I see. So it's probably Zloty. <laughs> uh imran mm-hmm. cd project red dude they can't they're, stop. they're this
1: is a perfect storm of interesting things of like them getting right on the precipice of a big release while ubisoft has just delayed all their big releases yeah. so the, like it's ubisoft kind of at their lowest while cd project red is at their highest
0: for the record i put that in your head sorry the cd project group we're talking about the overall thing sorry i said i said cd project red and i put it in my headline too which is incorrect it's actually the cd project group has toppled yes. it which includes project red yada yada i'm just it trying to stop project the URL. Or-
1: yeah also gog which is probably their actual big <laughs> yeah, game maker good old
0: games of course yeah
1: well they're they're just gog now remember they had that big thing where they're like gog good old games <laughs> is shutting down and they freaked everybody out and then it was I like, know. we're back to... or Good old games is shutting down. However, now we're just gog And all your purchases are fine. It's like, no, that's a terrible thing to do. Why did you guys do that? Marketing strategy. <laughs> but yeah, it's... This is probably not great for you. We saw from a, like, stockholder look of... Yeah. yeah, you guys are now not the biggest company... Our biggest gaming company in Europe. But it's gonna... It'll bounce back. Probably Valhalla and Watch Dogs and all that will sell really well. Yeah. And probably... I mean, almost certainly their entire slate of games will sell better than Cyberpunk whatever, or, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 does.
0: But- yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, shout out to GameplayMechanics.com here who does point out, of course, like, let's not get too carried away with this. You look at the revenue. You look at this. Like, Ubisoft's going to be fine, and this is probably a momentarily passing. But, yeah, yeah. still interesting to see. How, what's your read? How is How big is Cyberpunk going to be for them? Is this going to be it, – can it be as big as The Witcher 3? I, I think for sure
1: it'll be as big as The Witcher three. The question is how, how, how good are the legs going to be? Because I think the the initial launch is going to be huge. Yeah, uh, because people are very hyped for it. It's a very, it's a much more mass market palatable type of game. It's like a, not a not an open world RPG. It's not a third game in a series. It's a you come in here and you're like immediately understand the story presumably, and yeah. you can most people are going to be able to like talk about word of mouth and emergent gameplay and stuff like that. It's going yeah. to have a very big launch for sure. How long is it going to last as long as Witcher 3, which went on like it had a kind of like very lucky set of scenario of it came out at the perfect time, it was a big graphics showcase for the new consoles. It happened to like go in line with as Steam was growing, Witcher 3 also grew exponentially. Yeah. I don't think Cyberpunk is going to have that kind of luck. How it, I think smart delivery is a good thing for that. But mm-hmm. if it didn't have smart delivery, it would probably sell a lot more. So it, yeah, we'll,
0: double your copies, sure.
1: Yeah. I, I think it'll be fine. I don't, Witcher 3 numbers is going to be hard to attain over the years. Cause the, one, there's no Netflix show for Cyberpunk 2077, which is like Witcher 3 sold a million copies last year. Is that like five years after Cyberpunk comes out? Is it still going to sell a million copies? That's. A harder question to answer.
0: Well, that's the thing. Is like, you figure when you're talking about The Witcher Three, right? You're talking about such a infl- or not influx, convergence of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think Witcher, I, and I know I've, I've caught grief for this on the show before, right? Where I was like, oh, Witcher 3 was like this breakout thing. Like, well, no, Witcher One and Witcher 2 people loved. I'm like, no, no, I know that, but I'm talking about Witcher 3 coming with so much love behind it from Witcher One and Two, having it come to consoles in a way it hadn't come before, where it was like, hey, you've never, you've maybe you've heard of this and that you can have sex with people and collect cards based on them. <laughs> but like now it is a full-fledged open world RPG. It's all this stuff, it's this huge thing, it's this amazing voice, it's all these casts. Like it it was a perfect storm of you didn't know what it was, but you kind of knew what it was. Like you had heard about Witcher, but you hadn't played Witcher. And so for it to be suddenly accessible everywhere, be able to pick up and be able to run and play with it. Uh, And I'm talking about, you know, being on PlayStation, uh, Xbox and PC all at the same time, right Mm -hmm. at launch. Right. Um, It was such a, Blow the doors off moment and then for it to come out and be such a step forward, such an evolution, right? In the way that I and I'm not even talking shit because I watched uh Steimer back in the day play Witcher One and Two, right? But like Witcher 3 be such an improvement on those games and be such a modern open world RPG to have it hit come out clown everybody that year and catch people off guard it was right in the time of we always talk about of hey it was loot boxes and people trying to get you and nickel and dime you for dlc so for cd project red to include a thank you note in there and have their first wave of dlc be free and stuff and like constantly try to pay it forward to you then like you're talking about the legs on it being so there, word of mouth being so there then to get to this witcher tv show last year and have that hit and suddenly the numbers are better than ever on terms in terms of people getting it like it was ridiculous and like i don't think there's a way cyberpunk can have that kind of wave again because now the now the jig's up people know cd project red's awesome they're expecting it to be awesome like there's the question of is it even possible for cyberpunk to live up to the expectations people have put on this game
1: Mm -hmm. and again like i think that all that consolidates to a very good launch the question is quality will have to be quite good to actually maintain that over the years and that's certainly not impossible like they could have dlc that keeps in conversation for year two year three whatever It's just difficult, and that's not, like, it's not something I would envy anybody.
0: Yeah. Not to mention trying to live up to... I I can't even... Do you think think, uh, Cyberpunk is going to review well and be everything everybody wants it, or are the expectations too high based on the two E3 demos we've seen from it, right, that we all think is awesome?
1: I think that game's main problem is going to be I don't think it's going to perform well on current consoles. And I think when it launches, it's going to be a big, big point of... Oh shit, this is not running well. Maybe that means people are gonna be like, okay, well, I'll buy a proof PC or I'll wait for new consoles. But I think that will be the main sticking point for reviews. I I imagine it's going to review well because honestly, like it's a triple A game, it's triple A in terms of hype and budget. Yeah. And I think that those tend to contribute quite well to uh, review mentalities. But the main thing is that means that they have a good chance of. And I swear to god, this is not a pun of polishing it to a Sheen. And I think that will be that will be the main thing that helps it in reviews and gets that score decently high. Okay.
0: I hope it nails it, man. I can't wait.
1: Yeah. I'm looking hope- forward. Like, honestly, even past like Last of Us Against Sheen and all that, like that might be my most hyped game this year.
0: Wow no i totally see it yeah it's one that's one of those games that we were talking about this the other day on ps i love you me and blessing right of like i can't I, I say it i can't wait for last of us i'm gonna be so stoked to play last of us last of us is not one of those games where i'm counting the days down to play it if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i don't know and i i can't it, i don't know if it. I, it is the subject material i don't know if it is that oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome i can't wait to play it but i'm not like you know putting X's on the calendar. I feel the closer we get to CD, uh, to uh, Cyberpunk, I might get that way for that. Cause I think there's something about an open world RPG like that, right? Where it's create your own character, build it out how you want of this, that excitement of like, I always think of, you know, fallout three coming out of the vault. And when you came out of the vault and you're like, go wherever the fuck you want, what do you want to go do? And getting in and seeing this world that I don't know that right. And not and learning all these systems that I don't know that much about. That gets me super juice to go play cyberpunk whereas with last of us again it's a known quantity right where I, I understand i'll be you know improving my weapons i'll be going out and stabbing clickers in the back i'll be you know trying to lose people and kill dogs like i mm-hmm. get that and i want to see how that story unfolds but cyberpunk is like the great unknown i guess
1: i feel like we're one launch trailer away from a really good like a a significant amount of cyberpunk mass hype of yeah. like, okay, they did those two demos, those are really cool, now just do that like one big launch trailer that's entered in such a way that it's like, sure. oh shit, I can't wait to see what happens from the rest of this, or this sets a tone that I really, I'm very excited to play right now. I think they're smart by not going for, like, Starbucks is inherently depressing. Right now, putting that kind of thing out is going to be difficult, sure. but if, like, by the time September rolls around, and like, let's say August, they put out that trailer, going be like, okay, here's a dystopian world for you to escape into, they're going to rip the benefits of that marketing
0: number three on the roper report uh gears of war 3 on ps3 footage surface this is steven to over kataku uh, new footage has emerged of 2011's gears of war 3 running on playstation 3 which is weird given the gears of war games have always been console exclusive to xbox two individuals familiar with the pre-release build of the game say it was made by epic games the studio behind the series at the time but there's some room for doubt and little clarity about why epic would have made it the new footage was posted online today by a person who goes by the name Pixelbutts. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Pixelbutts out there breaking news. And describes themselves as a former hacker. Uh, he tweeted about the PS3 build on May 5th and uploaded a playthrough of the build today on the apparent ninth anniversary of its creation. Quote, as far as I know, I'm the only person with a working build of this particular data as well, he wrote in the notes under his YouTube upload today. Uh, quote, I don't know why it exists. I don't know why it was made at all. All I can do is speculate. Uh, there was then an update uh, given here, and it goes like this. In a statement to Kotaku, an, an Epic rep confirmed that they made this build as part of a tech test, not as part of a plan to make Gears 3 for PS3. Quote, this footage is a byproduct of Epic's internal Unreal Engine 3 testing process, which utilized both Gears and Unreal Tournament and was never part of any actual product work for PlayStation 3. PixelButts uh, said the PS3 build was part of a haul of data obtained by a group of hackers during a 2011 breach of Epic and other gaming companies. In an interview with Kotaku in 2013, one of the hackers said they'd been able to access Gears of War 3 a year before its release and shared an image of a poster Epic supposedly sent to them as a thank you for identifying the flaws in the company's security. There you go. hmm A nice... I- a nice ending to a leak.
1: I did see Cliffy B last night saying, "There's no way this is real," and then immediately, after, immediately after, immediately before, Epic confirmed to Kotaku, "Oh yeah, this is totally real. It's fine." Yeah, this, I've seen people sharing the PS3 ISO around, and yeah. also there's apparently a PC ISO of Gears of War three that's like also being shared around. That like it's almost entirely playable. I think the ending isn't in there, but you can get through the entire game.
0: What a weird world. I can't imagine. Can you? And like, that's the thing. First off, as somebody who can't fucking figure out how to sync certain things with his eye calendar or whatever, like I can't imagine being a hacker period, but being a hacker and going in and like, I'm going to just look into this thing and you go into it and you find fucking Gears of War three on PS3. You're like, what the fuck it, is going on? No one's going to believe me when I put this up. It's something <laughs> um, like
1: that. And like the recent Nintendo hack where they found like internal PowerPoints of, yeah. Oh, here's why they think they, why they chose friend codes all the time. Like, Oh, this is, it's actually really interesting to find this sort of stuff out. So it's interesting to me that Epic had a fully working because by Gears of War three they would have had Unreal Engine three on PS three down fairly pat. So yeah. I'm very like if they showed showed a Gears of War three PS four version of them trying to figure out how to make that game or how to get Unreal to work on PS four that would be really interesting. I'm more fascinated like why does this exist? Because I don't think their reasoning makes a whole lot of sense.
0: I, I applaud them for having an answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. This thing where people are just literally debating if it's real or not. Everybody be like, it's real. We're just testing it. You know what I mean? And I, I think it makes sense, right? Because it would be, can we make this work? How easy is it to make it work? How easy is it to port it over? What do you, what do you have to change? What do you have to do? Mm-hmm. If you were working with Gears already, you have a PlayStation 3 test unit, whatever.
1: Yeah. I, it, oh. All this is like, all. it would all be very interesting if after Microsoft did buy the Gears of War license, they still were using Gears of War on other systems to test things.
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) I'd be interested to see that.
0: Yeah, uh, this is actually a good point to call out required reading. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, every so often we run into an article here, you know, more often than not, actually, uh, on our daily roundup. That doesn't isn't exactly news, but it's something you should read because it's incredibly interesting. Today, I have one for you. It's called "This Is What Happens When a Video Game Leaks." Uh, this is over at IGN.com. Luke Luke Winky writes. Uh, these these are his first two paragraphs. In late 2010, a video surfaced online of a, of the purported ending cinematic from the second chapter of Blizzard's StarCraft II. Trilogy, heart of the storm the clip oscillated between rickety undercooked cutscenes and black and white storyboarding but it was enough to tip off a whole nation of starcraft disciples to a lore ultimatum uh, that wouldn't be officially released for another three years sam an artist at blizzard who worked on heart of the storm and asked to remain anonymous remembers that day well there's nothing grimmer than a development studio office uh, that's just suffered a major breach of trust quote we're like how did this happen we were immediately alarmed. An email goes out from leadership acknowledging the leak. Really, all they could do is tell us, "Look, we're sorry about this." Remember, Sam. At that stage, there wasn't going to be an undertaking to resolve the leak by changing the story. We all had come we we all had to come to terms that the ending is out and the damage had been done. You only get you only get to make it a first impression once. We were building a whole game to climax with that video. End quote. Of course, Imran, uh, off of this Gears thing, which is a much smaller leak, but we're talking about hackers. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you come right now out of the storm that we're through, but still remember of Last of Us 2, all sorts of stuff leaking about that game after being hacked into and stuff. I think it was, uh, I think when it happened and we were talking about the Last of Us 2 uh, leak on the shows, there was that fuck, man, what is it like to be in Naughty Dog right now? And I think this IGN article gives you a great glimpse into what it's like to be there and like this, you know, StarCraft thing of, Fuck man, we are working on this thing. We're years <laughs> from releasing it, and now everybody fucking knows how it is. It's such a shitty situation.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder, like Last of Us Two has to be the thing that like we were talking about canaries in the cold mine of so this is well past this is <laughs> meters past the dead canary of so we need to look at their like security infrastructure yep. and actually fix that shit. Because this wasn't the first time, like 597 was only a couple of months ago. Where the demo was on PSN servers and it just, got like, it, yeah, to hell, yeah. Like they, I don't. You don't hear about this happening on other servers, and I, I'm sure it does, but it seems to happen more most relevantly on Sony, like Sony security. And I don't know how, like, if it's entirely figured out, they need to fix it before PS Five. If it's not entirely figured out, they need to figure out what and understand why people get such just easy access to this stuff
0: yeah it's ridiculous it's crazy and again it's as complicated it is but like there's examples over and i remember i'm actually talking out my ass here for a little bit but i i want to say it was the original last of us right that people data mine and got the cutscene titles or thought they did and maybe that was just at the time bullshit i never bothered to look into it after the fact because it Mm -hmm. happened so early before we ever got the game that i never went back to go look into the things that i was avoiding the one that was back in the day but hackers are always out there always going through your stuff imran Hopefully That's they, why they, they you should use to... ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> uh, for now, number four of the Roper Report: Embracer Group has 69 unannounced games. <laughs> Imran, sixty nice. fucking nine, nice. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is Jordan Ollerman over at IGN. Embracer Group, which owns the likes of Volition, Saints, Saints Row, Red Faction, uh, Tarsier, Little Nightmares, and Experiment One Hundred One by Mutant, has 118 games in development, 69 of which are currently unannounced. The Swedish holding company, which is which was formerly known as THQ North. Revealed the news in its financial earnings report, which you can check out on the Embrace Your Group website. Quote, I genuinely believe that we have one of the industry's most exciting pipelines of upcoming games, uh, engaging over 3,000 game developers across the world, the report reads. The report mentions that with the recent acquisition of showrunner developer Saber Interactive, the holding company now has 118 games in development, with 69 of those being unannounced. The holding company expects substantial growth in the current fiscal year, supported by upcoming releases such as Biomutant, Destroy All Humans, Wasteland 3, and more. Uh the report also mentions, quote, a host of other titles uh that have not yet started their marketing campaigns and refers to the beloved franchises within its wheelhouses. Oh sorry, beloved franchises within its wheelhouse uh that the company expects will bolster their upcoming performance, such as Saints Row, Metro, and Dead Island. when <laughs> you shaking your head? What are you shaking your head at? You not know, like, pretend Dead Island still exists. The, like the beloved franchise, Dead Island. Never forget
1: one one, it's not beloved, two, it doesn't wow. like that game, whatever like they think it is, if that game still exists in any form, it is not what we've known for the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> it, it was a PS3 game, right? Like it, it It's had that been. old.
0: I, Dead Island 2, when we saw the, the trailer of the guy jogging down the street and all that shit. And it was going to be, yeah. be in California, and it was going to be broken up in different sections.
1: Yeah, that... No, like, I, I understand saying Sancho and Metro, Dead Island feels like, and also these others that exist.
0: And don't forget these other great things. They need to fucking talk about uh, uh, King Uzumla Reckoning in there, right? Where Come on now. <laughs> that's one thing you, you picked up that franchise go over to ea and beg them to let you remake that game. Uh, i feel embracer- like rhode
1: island would not ha- be happy about that game existing
0: <laughs> kurt chilling uh, embracer group also dwelled on the effect of the COVID 19 pandemic on its workflow quote rapid transformations to online and social distancing workflows has in general gone smoothly and have mostly only caused minor operational interruptions the report reads closing out the report embracer group revealed that it has raised 1.6 billion swedish krona approximately 166 million usd uh, for further acquisitions and mentioned quote several ongoing discussions with studios franchises and publishers in the games industry suggesting there might be some more big names joining Embracer group in the near future no shock there <laughs> i can only imagine what they're trying to buy now as they continue to take games in just not put them out as quick as they take them in
1: i mean europe but, game development is going to be like three companies soon it's gonna be ubisoft CD project and group uh, that's it
0: Good luck, go get him, Lars. You know <laughs> what I mean. Like, I, I'm still bewildered by the business model. I wish them well. They seem to still be doing well, so go get them, whatever. But yeah, 69 unreleased games.
1: At some point, she- that's like these are too many games because, like, there was a really good game I played up THQ Nordic at a preview event. It was like you're it's like a strategy game inside Nazi occupied Germany. Yep, I know
0: exactly. What. I played it at a judge's week, and Did I've that, not heard that that- out yet.
1: I've not heard anything about it since. So, like, Um, at some point, like, maybe you're making too many games, and the good games are getting lost in the shuffle.
0: oh fuck, that doesn't help because I put in THQ Nordic Nazi, and then it just brings up (laughs) all the eight chance.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say like that probably doesn't that doesn't
0: help me at all. Uh, THQ packs lineup 2019. Maybe that's got it. No,
1: but yeah, I remember really enjoying that game, and it just like. I would love to know that it's out if it were. And if Through
0: it's the Darkest Times. Yes. Through the Darkest Times is the second game from Berlin, Germany. What? Anyway, it takes place in Berlin during the darkest of times when Adolf Hitler was chancellor of the Third Reich. The player takes command of a small resistance group and tries to guide them to safety through the years of Nazi reign in Germany, all while trying to gather support and inform the population, as well as sabotaging and delivering blows against the regime. Because, yeah, this was one where we you assembled the team right and then you went off and did stuff and you could put up propaganda posters and th- you could get ch- it was like um it was a strategy game and it could end and you could be captured or you could go on not indefinitely but you could go through and get it done
1: yeah i what i liked about that is slowly realizing oh there's actually no way to win that <laughs> you're yeah. eventually always going to lose it's like that's a smart way to like create a tone for the player
0: uh it is out uh right now on steam came out january 30th 2020 is what it's listed as okay. it's released on steam
1: so maybe they have too many video games if some like good things well, the thing they're the great stage. at announcing
0: them i just yeah never hear i rarely hear about them after the fact right I'm gonna yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a few metacritic uh 71 right now for the pc
1: and they just bought saber who is behind that wwe all-stars
0: Is let All-Stars? me tell you that thing looks like a tight piece of shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it looks like they they went to saber and said hey that game that you need to come out in 2021 actually this year
0: uh, 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 uh. (laughs) hey we're canceling wwe uh 2021 so we need you to put that oh you said we had a year i'm sorry you do not have a year anymore (laughs) we need it now can you please oh god i guess so sure hold on (laughs) what is that one called yeah battlegrounds wwe 2k battlegrounds and the trailer fucking throwing guy seen it into a crocodile i was like god damn it guys (laughs) just fucking make no mercy slash wrestlemania slash whatever aki game you want it to be i would take a remaster at this point Right, I know, totally. God, you don't even get me started. We're not going to get started. Instead, we're going to move on to something. Number five, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Henry Cavill has an Easter egg in Total War. Uh, this is Richard Scott Jones at PC Games N. Henry Cavill is in Total War, Warhammer 2, as a unique high elf lore master named simply Cavill, like Cher, except he sings with a great sword. When the British actor was first announced as Geralt of Rivia on air in Netflix's The Witcher, many gamers were skeptical, finding it understandably hard to shake Doug Cockle in CD Projekt Red's defining interpretation of the character. But it's fair to say he smashed it and has since been charming us all with displays of his like-minded nerdery. Quote, and then there's a colon, uh, he has the correct opinion that PC is the best gaming platform, (laughs) has been spending his lockdown time painting Warhammer miniatures, and besides The Witcher, likes to unwind with a bit of Total War developer creative assembly uh was clearly charmed too upon starting a campaign as Eltharion in the game's latest dlc the warden and the paunch i found uh that the solemn protector of tor yaves uh was a friend uh Man, Eltharion begins the Vortex campaign with a lore master of Horth named Cavill. Uh, And as you can see in the character screen below, he has some interesting traits. White Wolf grants you a plus 15 bonus versus large, uh, perhaps hinting at the character as a... perhaps hinting at a career as a professional monster slayer, and also grants a potion of tuss- toughness ability and a clear nod to the tools of Geralt's trade. Geralt's trade Advocate grants plus three unattain- uh, untainted to the local province, and the flavor text reads, quote, Good ideas, times needs vo- Good ideas oft times need vocal public support to turn them into reality, perhaps in praise of Cavill's support uh, for wholesome ways to spend your time at home during the current COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Henry Cavill come on I, I mean, he's wrong about PC gaming but I love that he plays games that's all that matters because the story goes that he uh, he skipped the first call from Zack Snyder because he was in the middle of a uh, Warcraft raid and mm. then, and then uh, yeah since then I think it was in GQ that he talked about playing that he talked about playing Total War and I think that's what started this too mm-hmm. even though this report doesn't have that
1: I feel like Henry Cavill is just glad to. speaking of the Snyder Cut stuff I think he's just glad to be known for something that's not the mustache CG
0: sure I yeah, think He that dodged is, the bullet there. He dodged yeah. the bullet. That, that, that's not you know all anybody because there's that one image of him, I guess. Well, there's yeah. the image of the shitty CG, but then there's the one image of him in the throne or whatever is Superman.
1: I like. I think he's it. just happy to be like, okay, now no, don't worry about that. I'm Geralt as well. Don't pay yeah. attention. Like the Superman stuff, he was a good Superman. I think those scripts were bad, but I think he was yeah, a good Superman.
0: You're right. You're right. hundred percent. Yeah. But he got screwed over. He, he was a very good, good looking Superman. He had a good, uh, uh, I liked his character. We know, we don't need to turn this into a Superman discussion, but yes, <laughs> he was a good Superman with a bad script. Agreed.
1: But now he's like, okay, I think he identifies more as a Geralt. So it's good for him to have that like new personal brand of yeah. being the over like overly handsome nerd guy. Like, this is a, this is a good avenue for him,
0: and uh, just to, yeah, exactly. Come on here and be a video game nerd. That's what we all want. Yeah. But Imran, what I really want is that Snyder cut. But <laughs> HBO Max's launch is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what was coming to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games today show hosts each and every weekday.
0: Do do yeah out today crucible on pc wait Cable really quick was- i think hbo launched three days away that's all i just want to say HBO no, no, you know what i mean what are they announcing the sense. snyder cat that's my thing you know what mean? they're I don't know. not you gotta let it go no dude. kevin no it's happening i don't know if you've <laughs> seen the hullabaloo on the internet the past few days it's fucking happening buddy all right crucible I, on pc yeah. what, what do you got go I,
1: I don't understand like so what i think oh, HBO Max is going to have DC movies. I automatically assume they're going to have all DC things. So yeah. like, oh, I want to watch uh, Young Quinn. Justice. Oh, again. sure. Yeah. But like, is that where that is now? Or is it on a separate DC stream? That's for thing? sure
0: on DC Universe. And I'm not, I, as somebody who does not give a shit about the streaming wars and has DC Universe, I haven't paid attention to what HBO Max has versus that. I know Titans is, yeah, Titans is going to be over on, uh, no, Doom Patrol? I don't know is the answer. And I don't yes. know. Yeah. I,
1: like, I just assume oh all dc things will be on x pl- platform but i actually don't know
0: well nobody knows yeah don't worry about it out today crucible pc cannibal cuisine uh, switch and pc arena pc and mac samurai aces on pc mahjong deluxe pc march of soldiers pc never song pc moonfall pc new dates for you uh xbox one x is getting a cyberpunk 2077 limited edition bundle one terabytes coming in june uh i didn't have a I didn't find a date for this but funky and dixie con are coming to mario <laughs> kart 2 where i saw game explain had a video about it it looked like an official trailer but there was no date so maybe it's out today i don't know uh drake hollow is launching on xbox one and pc uh july 17th uh pascal's wager is getting a new expansion on may 29th and then potata Fairy Flower is coming to Nintendo Switch on June 6th. <laughs> Deals of the day for you. Uh, Groovy Muse wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says Deal of the day. GameStop is having a clearance sale on. Oh, I'm sorry. GameStop is having a clearance sa- shirts sale as part of their deal of the day. I ordered seven t shirts for $45. <laughs> Go get them. You're long... game... GameStop's inevitable defeat is <laughs> your game. Go get a t shirt.
1: They're actually doing shockingly well because of COVID. Oh, like really? yes i think their recent financials were like this is the best quarter we've had in a long time
0: oh shit i thought, i remember them doing or whatever i i yeah i don't remember that being the headline out of it but i believe you i'm not i'm not Their their
1: that. very craven plan to stay open as an essential business was worked out well for them huh
0: huh okay uh reader mail it's time for Reader Mail, of course. You can be part of the show by going to patreon.com slash games, where you can get the show free. And speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brooklinen. Bringing comfort into your home is the ultimate form of self-care. And now, more than ever, it's important to take care of yourself and each other. Spend a third of your life in the sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? Uh, so put comfort per- first with things like new bedding loungewear towels and more you don't need to hear me talk about Brooklyn, but i'm going to talk about and of course ladies and gentlemen they've been a sponsor of kind of funny for a long time we love and appreciate that but as you know from the very first sponsorship years ago i bought the and sheets i went to brooklinen.com i mixed and match they are amazingly soft sheets and still to this day we strip the bed wash the sheets and put them right back on we have other sheets we just don't use them because we like the brooklinen ones so much that's how good they are um Brooklyn helps you find comfort in little things, morning routines, extra soft sheets, plush towels, comfortable loungewear, etc. cetera. Uh, it's hard to imagine uh, a summer stuck inside the house, but if we have to do it and keep everyone safe, don't you want to be as comfortable as possible? That's where Brooklyn comes in. Brooklyn's Memorial Day event is going on now, and you don't have to and you don't want to miss out on all the big savings, including their newest uh, hammond, and linen collections. But if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping with the code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. That's 10% off your first order with free shipping. Use the promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. And our next sponsor is ExpressVPN. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your home network. You fire up incognito mode, go on your browser, do whatever the hell you know you're doing over there and think no one can see you, right? Well, you're wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity still can, can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited. That's why when you're, even when you're home, you should be using uh, ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your internet service provider can't see the sites you visit. Uh, instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and can't be tracked back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. Simply tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more. So protect your online activity today with ExpressVPN, uh that you should trust uh your security and uh, privacy to them uh visit the special link at expressvpn.com games uh, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s vpn.com slash games expressvpn.com slash games to learn more, 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 more. Imran. mm-hmm the Sheep Whisperer writes in to patreon.com slash Games and says, New Game Plus Expo is having a showcase on June 23rd and will be featuring developers and publishers who all fall into similar veins of games. Atlas West, Wave for- Forward, Arc System Works, America, Inti Creates, NIS, and Koei Tecmo are just a few of the developers listed. By far, this is the showcase I'm most excited for. I also love the fact that there's an entire showcase centering around a genre of games I prefer. With the strangeness that this year has brought uh, to conferences and announcements. Do you think we will see more instances of genre-specific conferences this year, or in future in general? For example, a conference dedicated to puzzle games, or first-person shooters, or JRPGs, like this showcase is.
1: We kind of already have... I'm Like, Evo, a lot of announcements happen there because it's a fighting game tournament, and all fighting game players are watching. So, it's a good place to say announce a new Tekken DLC character, or, like, a new fighting game, or something like that. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get one like for platformers or anything like that. It's just – it's too broad a concept and too many people trying to – like if Nintendo is going to announce a new Mario game, they're not going to wait for somebody else's conference. They're going to just do it themselves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's the thing is I think to your point, you already are kind of seeing it, right? Like us working with uh, the Indie Mix folks, right, or the Media Indie Exchange stuff for uh, the Gorilla Showcase uh, or the Gorilla Collective that will be a showcase. Like – that idea right is like hey it's what we were doing with kind of funny game showcasing what media indie exchange has been doing with indies forever right of like Mm -hmm. hey smaller games let's come together so as not to be drowned out by the big guys the big boys Mm -hmm. um i think you know in this vein this is a smart way to do it i think of you know putting atlas and way forward and arc all these put people together that have those really dedicated fan bases to bring them together to see each other's wares kind of thing makes sense because i do think that that's where uh, you know a playstation and xbox conference they work because you're excited for those platforms right it, a kind of funny game showcase uh you know a, a gorilla thing we're doing with them inevitably you're going to be watching this and be like i don't really care about this because it's not a game i'm into and it's not on a platform or whatever you know what i mean like there's If there's no unifying thread, it is that thing of, granted, no one will always be excited for 100% of the announcements in something you're putting together. Mm -hmm. But if you have a narrative thread connecting them all, like we, like it's why when I do the showcase, you know, we do montages where it's like, here are platformers, here are, you know, um, uh, visual novels. We put stuff together so that you can easily be directed to where you want to go. And so again, as there are more and more and more and more directs and showcases and and events happening. I think partnering up with other like-minded companies makes sense. I don't know if you'll see a ton of it because I don't know how many more fucking showcases we could possibly have, but (laughs) yeah, to Imran's point too, you're not going to see somebody like Nintendo or Ubisoft go to those things.
1: Plus, I mean, like one of the benefits of a, let's say a direct is that you get people interested or you get people, a captive audience to look at a thing that they might not be interested in. So let's say you don't like JRPGs at all. You're not going to watch a JRPG showcase. But if you're watching a direct and they show Xenoblade and you're like, okay, yeah, I like Nintendo games, maybe I'll be into this, that is a benefit for them from a marketing
0: perspective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You you bolster the other ones by seeing stuff around it. Right. Right uh anakin jmt writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says windows central reports that a rainbow six siege data miner on reddit found evidence suggesting that one of the new operators for this season of siege could be a third echelon operative third echelon of course is the agency that sam fisher of splinter cell works for there have been several splinter cell related uh, things in non-splinter cell games over the past few years with sam appearing in both ghost recon wildlands and breakpoint and an easter egg in far cry new dawn if ubisoft sees value in splinter cell why do they keep having these little bs (laughs) cameos in dlc instead of releasing a new game or at least saying they're making one it's at It's at the levels of frustration for Splinter Cell fans that Barrett has for the new Batman game, and it's been since 2013 since we've had a game. Does Splinter Cell no longer have franchise value to Ubisoft that it once did?
1: I think, and I said this entirely without inside knowledge, I would bet that Splinter Cell occupies the same space Prince of Persia does, where they have prototypes bouncing around all over Ubisoft. Every team is like, hey, we have a good idea for Sam Fisher, and Ubisoft's like, okay, let's put up a prototype and see what happens and then it becomes another game entirely or gets wrapped into a ghost recon game or just doesn't go anywhere yeah i think that's why we see sam fisher in so many things yeah. but i i would bet it's mostly ubisoft going yeah a stealth game like spinner cell would sell but it wouldn't sell 10 million copies and the amount of budget that we require required to make the game people expect is not what we're willing to put for a game that isn't going to do Assassin's Creed numbers.
0: I think that I think you're right on the money is that I think they want to make a Splinter Cell game. I bet they've tried multiple times and I bet they just don't can't find that secret sauce. And I honestly think like honest, and I know it's uh, this is me being a very old person, but I do think that there's still they're still gun shy based on Splinter Cell conviction. You remember this mm. when they announced Splinter Cell conviction? I remember Brudvig had a poster at his desk. He went and saw it. And then one day like the game's just not coming together. We're canceling it. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a big, like, why would they do that again? You know, to your, your, your question here, Anakin, why would they announce that they are working on a splinter cell game? And then, especially if they've tried three in the background that haven't worked out, why announce we are working on a splinter cell game, but we don't have a title and we can't show you anything or show you that stuff. And then have the game dramatically change again. Like at this point, it's, Put these references in there to remind you that Splinter Cell is something we have that we do care about. We're not acting like it doesn't exist, but we're not ready to make a game. There will be another Splinter Cell game. When it'll happen and what it'll look like, who knows?
1: Yeah. like I, I'm sure that at this point they kind of regret announcing Beyond and Evil 2 as early as they did. Because that thing was announced to fend off of a Vendy impending takeover. Now it's like people are wondering, hey, where's that game? Is it canceled? Is it still existing? The same thing with Skeleton Bones. Like, did they announce that too early? Is it actually coming out? The creative director ended up leaving, so is it even the same game anymore? I think Ubisoft is in flux enough that I don't think they're in danger of anything, but I think they're currently like experimenting with so much stuff that it doesn't make sense to announce a new Splinter Cell right now if they don't know what it's going to be in the long run. And also, like Rainbow Six is a very good example. You're talking about the cancellations. When they canceled Patriots, that series took a was on ice for a while. And it wasn't yep. until Siege that it actually really came back. And Siege is an entirely different game than Patriots and their other Rainbow Six games were. I, at this point, I really doubt Quarantine is coming out in the same way. I, I'm sure they changed that name at very least. But I, I do think if they do, it's a monkey's paws wish, right? If you come back with Splinter Cell, is it going to be the same Splinter Cell people love? And the answer is probably no.
0: Yeah, exactly. And what's it going to actually look like when it ha- happens? And what are your expectations for it? And can it possibly live up to it? Because yeah. it's one of those things we've all been there where we want something so bad. And then when it finally arrives, is it what you wanted? You know, you, you don't know until you know. We mm-hmm. now go to Austin Gosselin at polygon.com, who shoves it down Kevin's fucking throat. The Snyder Cut of Justice League is actually coming to HBO Max in 2021. It's still gonna be crap. <laughs> you know it. Snyder right? Cut is, <laughs> is be coming to HBO Max during a viral live stream of Man of Steel on Wednesday. Zack Snyder finally confirmed once and for all that fans will get to see his mythical edit of Justice League. The director's cut will arrive to the streaming platform in 2021. Then there's a whole bunch of shit here. He's talking. Of, not him. A whole bunch of, he, said, he says, quote, we have, a, we have a little work to do on it, Snyder said on Vero. As to how the Snyder cut will actually be, it's difficult to say. In the three years since Justice League's release, uh, Snyder has answered many questions about the cut, including revealing that it is around 214 minutes long and that it is assembled from and it was assembled from almost 90% complete footage. The director suggested that it will likely need CG touch-ups, but otherwise insisted that it's nearly complete when he assembled it.
1: According so to the, Vero post, the you son album, of a bitch,
0: how yeah. do you make this happen? <laughs> oh guys
1: this is the funniest way i've seen to throw joss whedon under a bus
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god guys you know what i mean mm-hmm. what a day what a fucking moment for me and people who love justice does and it like, matter
1: that you- if it comes out and it's terrible
0: oh yeah yeah it totally matters like it's just gonna be like There's, okay we, we still Kena won be worse than the Justice we, we will we never got. ever it stop throwing in his face if it's it can bad be worse it can't be worse it can't be worse I it think if it's worse.
1: if it's terrible they're gonna be like oh this wasn't the real Snyder cut this is just something they put up for HBO Max as like a a thing to th- like advertise that service no no but up.
0: he's he's promoting it he's saying this is it. All right, real quick too. I just want to say, I just want to say, this is a big moment for me. I'm on cloud nine, and so in the chat, I said it can't be worse. And James G. nine 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 says it can. He's not timed out. All right, I'm not (laughs) going to put up with this right now. All right, I'm looking over here, and and then uh, Brandon H. says, "Greg, uh, remember your Batman v. Super uh, Batman v. Superman uh, trailer reaction vid, right? Where I said there's no possible way this movie can be bad, and it wasn't. It wasn't bad. This movie can't be worse than the Justice League, guys. We won." we won, everybody.
1: Shoot up! It's smarter than to put it in twenty twenty one because then people are going to subscribe and then not like we oh won, god. Lucy.
0: Someone asked me
1: to come out to see if you were okay.
0: We fucking won, everybody! <laughs> oh my god, what a day! What a fucking day! Ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just God. I it happy very you. much. It is very much the Thanos, uh, the thing where he's talking to Gamora, the 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 meme you use. You know what I mean? Of like. What did, did it it, what did it cost? What did it cost? You look around; it's COVID. Everything is burning down. I'm like, everything. But it was worth it. We got the Snyder cut. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, what a day! Oh, what a day! I gotta go celebrate. So let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreoncom slash games, Give me your name, username, platform of choice. Why are you need help in a game? I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Mark Freeman, these best friends on Zoom. He's sending you to his Twitter, of course. The indie boy one. Uh, Mark says. So in these difficult times, uh, I thought people might be feeling isolated. So over the weekend, I did a pilot for a weekly community, kind of funny community, uh, Zoom, and it went extremely well and even had some special guests. Basically, it felt like a virtual meetup slash meet and greet for the kind of funny best friends. We had great conversations about all sorts of things, and it was very laid back. The next one is Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time for about two hours. All are welcome, even if it's just for 10 minutes or if just want to hang out and not talk much. Cameras are recommended, but not required uh the way this will work is check out the pinned tweet on my twitter at the indie one uh that's the numeral one this will either be the details slash link to the next event or a poll to pick the day and time for the next one so we can try to cover as many time zones slash schedules as possible so even if you can't make it to sunday check back and vote for a time when you can next week we'll run these for as long as there is demand and 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 at the very least once a month love the indie boy one everybody Go do that follow-up. I didn't know you guys did this over the weekend. That's really cool. Congratulations, yeah. Mark. And I'm glad to see Kind of Funny Best Friends taking care of each other. I'm sure the topic of discussion this week will be <laughs> fucking Snyder Cut's happening. Are you fucking kidding me, everybody? We won. You know what I mean? We won. We're going to see what happens next. We'll see. It's going to The Superboy has nothing to do with it, but it's the Superman thing I have closest to me. Uh, let's check in with You're Wrong. Of course, people watching live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Go to kindofunnycom slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. It kind of um, blew up with
1: Snyder Cut stuff for a while. Huh? It kind of just blew up with Snyder Cut stuff. Though As it you're should. Wrong.
0: As it should. As it should. Thank you all very much. Uh, Yeknam says, Call of Duty, call of Duty blops oh, uh, used tally marks, not Roman numerals. Of course, we were making fun of them. I said, oh, the four Roman numerals and did the sl- slashes. I actually meant tally marks. Great call. Oh, I fucked it up and page down. Uh, nanobiologist says, it's g- Summer Game Fest is Keeley's thing. Uh, Big Bad Beluga says, Polish Books <laughs> is pronounced... Zlata in Polish. A lot less fake sounding than Z- 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 Zloty. Yeah, Zalati. Yeah. All right, yeah, so Zlata. Okay, thank you very much. But not that, that much more fake sounding, you know? Zlata?
1: Yeah, Versus that Zl- is
0: like a lot. a Nanobiologist, when we were talking about CD Projekt Red and how successful uh, Cyberpunk could be and what its tale would look like, says, Reminder, CD Projekt Red is planning a multiplayer separate release at some point after launch and announced that Cyberpunk will have as much DLC as The Witcher uh a nanobiologist also confirms i was correct henry cavill spoke to gq about total war warhammer two um nanobiologist also says that funky and dixie kong are added to mario kart tour today and can be obtained until june 3rd 2020 then it's Snyder cut. Then there, uh, somebody uh, N- Nano asked, "Will there be an emergency in review when the Snyder cut comes out?" Yes, there will. Remember, Tim said that if it ever happened, he did the whole like, "if it ever happens" like it wouldn't happen. Who's laughing now? You fast and furious fuck, <laughs> me, me, baby. And then uh, yeah, that's what we got wrong.
1: I would watch a service that was da- just Zack Snyder like three or four times a year, just re-editing existing movies not even his movies like let's say a fast and furious movie to just be like <laughs> terrible i would watch that service
0: uh, it was funny i i totally missed it you know i think when i don't even was quarantine but it, maybe it was but it doesn't really matter <laughs> one night here recently ish we uh we're gonna watch uh dawn of the dead the Zack snyder dawn of the dead mm-hmm. and i brought it out and put it in and we were watching it and lucy picked up the box and noticed that it was the director's cut and she was like Oh, I've never seen a Snyder Cut before. And I was like, oh, how did I never made that reference before? <laughs> how did I not make that reference when I grabbed this DVD. I must be slipping in my old age.
1: I watched Sucker Punch the other day again. Oh, and I remember liking it a lot the first time. Yeah. Upon rewatch, it doesn't really hold up. It's actually kind of bad. Yeah,
0: Jen, a terrible I, movie. It's probably because of you. But when uh, Jen, uh, w- when we were looking for something to watch the other day, I think last night, saw Sucker she's Like oh, I saw people talking about this on Twitter. I'm like, oh, it's not good. They weren't saying good things about it. I, sh- <laughs> I, sure, I assure you it was not a good thing. Oh, God. Hold on. Don't talk. I've unplugged my headphones and I can't hear you. Kevin, this is your time. Imran, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Tell no, them no, secrets. Now no, no. no, 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 no. I'm back. I'm back. Nice try, All everybody. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow it's going to be me and Blessing hosting the show. Friday will be uh, Tim and me hosting the show. Neither of those are right. Blessing is going to host tomorrow and I'll be co-pilot. Then Friday I host and Tim my co-pilot. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game zone. Watch it live, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Watch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Imran Khan, thank you as always for jumping on the grenade, being ready at the drop of a hat to help us out on this show. Get in here. We love you so much. Love you guys too. You're on the Gamescast with us today, right? Later? Yes patreon.com slash uh kind of funny games 2 p.m you can watch live as we record it right now we have a post show to do which you can also get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you